0: Welcome to Ms. Interpreted, her podcast of public relations and strategic communications, demystified by Kelly Fletcher and Fletcher Marketing PR.
1: Tennessee has 13,372 restaurants, plus or minus in the state, which is roughly one restaurant per every 500 people if you look at our population numbers. Wow. And I know that I eat out a lot, especially (laughs) post-pandemic and especially because I have two kids. (laughs) <laughs> but I know for a fact that our population alone is not enough to sustain those restaurants. You've got to have visitors coming in to create opportunities for growth in those areas.
2: Welcome listeners to the Misinterpreted podcast. I'm Allison Lester, Director of Media Relations for Fletcher Marketing Communications. Spring is around the corner, meaning spring break, festival season, summer vacations are all on the horizon. We're excited about it. I hope that you are too. I hope your calendars are filling up with all of the fun stuff that spring and summer bring with them. And here in the state of Tennessee, there is a lot to be had as far as fun in the spring and summer. And so joining me today, I have two women to talk about tourism in Tennessee, for those of us who live here and may want to venture to the other side of the state, plan a staycation, or for those outside of the state who may not even know all of the great things the Volunteer State has to offer. Sarah Beth Urban is the CEO and president of Tennessee Hospitality and Tourism Association. Her experience includes the executive director of the Tennessee Whiskey Trail, which we will talk about in just a little bit on this podcast. Before that, she was also a part of the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development as the Middle Tennessee Division Manager. Tennessee Hospitality and Tourism Association represents the interest of Tennessee's lodging, dining, and tourism establishments and related businesses that may be involved in the hospitality and tourism industry across the state. Kim Mitchell is the Director of Tourism for the Blunt Partnership here in East Tennessee. She joined in July of 2014 after having served as the special events coordinator for the Helen Ross McNabb Center, a nonprofit here in East Tennessee. She contributed to the successful planning, management, and execution of many Blount County special events, with specific responsibility for achieving fundraising goals and community awareness objectives. Um, Her current position consists of recruiting events to the area, leisure, business, group travel, really trying to focus on people to come stay in hotels for those overnight stays. She graduated from the University of Tennessee and has worn a lot of hats in a variety of industries during her career, ranging from the director of catering for a national hotel chain to serving as a marketing and PR specialist for a local marketing group. So thank you guys both so much for taking the time to talk with me today Thanks for having me.
0: Excited to be here.
2: Thanks, guys. So first, I just want to start by, y'all tell me a little bit of what drew you to the tourism industry.
0: Sure. I've always had a love for the hospitality industry and graduated from the University of Tennessee in their hospitality program. Worked many years in hotel, food, and beverage industry. I truly think that it's just an industry that finds you. And if you're right for the industry, it grabs you and takes a hold of you. For me, a day-to-day task of marketing an area that brings families together to make lasting memories is what really motivates me. I know for myself, Townsend holds so many fun and wonderful memories with my family and my kids that I want to give that to other families. I also enjoy a lot working with our local businesses that have poured their hearts and souls into the community. And to watch them grow and flourish just makes me enjoy my job from day to day. And there's days that I hate to even call it a job, because I really never feel like I'm working. It's just, you know, it's a great pleasure to serve Blunt County.
1: Uh, in a similar vein, like so many of us, I kind of stumbled into the tourism industry. My background's actually in museum management. And I originally wanted to work at museums and play with old stuff, but it really only took a few months of working at the museum before I realized that our little historical playground was actually a much larger piece of the tourism puzzle in the community and in the state. I started hearing about the impact of tourism while I was there and hearing all these big numbers about visitor spending and job creation and community building. And honestly, I just got I I got hooked when I got the chance to work for the state tourism office and started visiting all the counties in Tennessee to see their local attractions, whether that was a history museum like the one I had worked at, an outdoor attraction like a waterfall or a scenic overlook, a music venue, a food festival, um, a really good plate of barbecue. I really came to realize that tourism isn't just a source of income, but it's also a source of pride for a lot of these local communities. And I loved getting to be a part of that.
2: That's a great way to put it. And Sarah Beth, you just hit on the dollars and I've got some fun facts that I'm going to share, but I think that it's really important for people to understand that This isn't just dollars that go back to things like preserving history and green spaces and our outdoor gyms, but it's also dollars that go back into the pockets of the people who actually live in our communities across whatever state you're in. The tourism industry is helping to put money back into your pockets. So for Tennessee, our tourism generated $29 billion in direct visitor spending in 2022, saw 141 million visitors to the state. That is the 11th biggest tourism state in the nation for travel spending, and it's the highest ranking ever for our state. And there was a lot to overcome from 2020. We aren't alone in that every state took a big hit, and so to be able to um, hit our highest ranking ever just a few years post-pandemic, is really incredible. I think that, you know, Kim, you know this well and we'll speak to this, but having so much outdoor leisure has probably really helped with that. And, and I'm interested to hear, you know, Sarah Beth, you, you just rattled off some great things about tourism across the state, but what are some of the examples that you're seeing in that tourism boom? I mean, 141 million people, they weren't all going to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park.
1: Well, no, I mean, I'm actually going to downtown Nashville tonight to eat at Fifth and Broad. And from my perch, I'll literally be able to see the tourism boon in Nashville just because you'll see the cranes in the sky. I'll be able to hear it from all the honky tonks playing music Mm -hmm. and I'll be able to feel it because I won't be able to walk a few feet without bumping into somebody. So I will literally be able to see, feel, hear, all of those, all use all five senses to understand the impact of tourism in Tennessee. But when it comes to numbers, kind of staying in that vein that you were talking about, you have to consider Tennessee has 13,372 restaurants plus or minus in the state, which is roughly one restaurant per every 500 people, if you look at our population numbers. Wow. And I know that I eat out a lot, especially (laughs) post-pandemic and especially because I have two kids. (laughs) but I know for a fact that our population alone is not enough to sustain those restaurants. You've got to have visitors coming in to create opportunities for growth in those areas um, and just to continue support those on a regular basis. And the same can be said for our hotels. We have over 1,600 hotels in the state and I travel a lot. I know Kim travels a lot for work, but within the state, again, we do not have the capacity to keep those hotels afloat. And so we're relying on those 141 million people to come in here and put their heads in beds and give us those, not just sales tax dollars, but also those hotel motel tax dollars that come back to support the work at places like Blunt Partnership and where Kim works and the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development. So you can see the growth and prosperity in that hospitality industry, and and we love that and specifically, our hotel motel tax dollars coming back to help our help advance those tourism goals that our CBB partners have. Kim and I were actually
2: just in Nashville earlier this week, and we can attest to that you can see the tourism everywhere in Nashville, even on a Tuesday night. So
1: no, there is no down night in Nashville anymore.
0: Yes, we were doing some honky our ourselves while we were there,
1: <laughs> contributing to the local economy.
0: Yes. A little unknown fact, Allison can sing. Thank you for that. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> oh. Can sing Kim is subjective. I can sing karaoke. <laughs> let's be let's be very
1: careful with the way
2: that we spread that message.
1: <laughs> okay, we're doing if we're doing karaoke, I'm all in. I love okay. a good karaoke bar. Oh <laughs> man, I'm all in.
0: Next time definitely.
2: Kim I mentioned the Great Smoky Mountains National Park earlier and you know, Blount County, towns in Tennessee that you just mentioned is one of our gateways to the national park. So, Blount County ranked eighth among Tennessee's 95 counties in 2022 for tourism. And for people outside of the state who may be listening to us, they may be thinking, "Where?" Because it's not Nashville or Memphis. So, to be eighth in the state, that, that's a pretty big deal. Visitor expenditures were 544 million a 14% increase over 2021. So talk a little bit about the increase that you're seeing specifically in Blunt
0: County. Right. You know, and we saw a huge increase during COVID, which a lot of cities cannot say that. You never would have said COVID was good to us, but we did do fairly well through that COVID era. And that was just because of what our destination is. You know, we have a lot of outdoor activities. Our gateway into the national park is towns in Tennessee, and you know, we do have hotels, but we also have a lot of cabins and Airbnbs and things where people were contained in like their own home, so they felt more secure coming here and and being in a cabin all to themselves, but also being able to get out into the the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, take hikes, be on the river. So we survived really well during COVID, and we've seen growth ever since then. And I really think it just goes back to people looking for those unique experiences, wanting to really relax and unplug, relax, reboot—all those those words that we use now. You know, Townsend allows folks to get back to nature. You know, you truly get to unwind and put down those devices that hold us hostage every day. There are areas in Townsend and in the Smoky Mountains where you cannot get cell phone service, and that's okay. It's actually great sometimes. But I really want to give like all the credit to the businesses in the area because they create those experiences for each guest that keeps them coming back year after year. If it's glamping in a tent that you're looking for, which is what I consider camping, if you're looking to experience some of our wonderful museums that take you back to a simpler time on how folks lived in this area before the national park, and great food and outdoor activities that really just bring families back together with laughter and fun and, you know, it's just a wonderful place to come. It's not over commercialized. Everyone here is all of our restaurants, hotels, shops, outdoor adventure. It's all family owned. And I think that's what makes us unique and what is bringing people to this area.
2: Yeah. And, and having worked with, in the spirit of full transparency, Fletcher, we work with Kim and the town of Townsend and doing PR. But having worked with, Townsend with you all the partnership but also with the local businesses there it's a really special thing that there's they're not competing against each other they're pooling their resources together to show visitors what the whole of Townsend has to offer rather than thinking we don't want someone to go to that restaurant we want them to come to our restaurant well the ultimate goal is we want you to come stay for a whole week then there's time to go to all the restaurants and so Sarah Beth you work specifically with Tennessee businesses that are in the tourism industry assisting them so so what does that kind of look like and what is your
1: messaging to them yeah so we have a very robust agenda within our association just because we do represent such a large sector. We're the trusted voice to advocate, educate, and connect Tennessee's hospitality and tourism industry. And so that means we're constantly working to inform elected officials about the importance and value of our industry so that they'll pass legislation that helps advance hospitality and tourism. We're constantly finding ways to educate both business owners and their employees so that we can raise the level of service and experience that customers have at their establishments. And we're constantly hosting events and webinars and all different kinds of opportunities so that we can allow the the industry to network with each other. So just like you touched on where you talked about restaurants working together to attract people to the area, that's what we want too. We want our folks in Memphis to recommend an attraction in Nashville who will then recommend going over to Blount County and spending a weekend there. We want the entire industry working together to bring people back here time and again.
2: And what opportunities are there for businesses in tourism who may be looking to become members of your organization? What are the
1: benefits? What does that entail for them? Absolutely. So we, we're we an inclusive organization. So we've got everybody. We've got restaurants, food trucks, attractions, CBVs, hotels, campgrounds. I mean, you name it. And then on top of that, we have the businesses that support those in that our industry in there as well. So we've got credit card processing, and payroll companies to towel cleaning services. So it kind of runs the gambit just because they know that they're supporting the unification of the industry as a whole. So trying to make sure that we're promoting this industry and and kind of creating that opportunity. And we've got different rates for different size companies. And then we also really, we base our benefits around the industry that we're serving. So depending on what you're joining as, we're going to be able to offer you different things. So if you're a restaurant And you regularly have to train employees in alcohol management and how to serve and all that kind of stuff. We've got discounts on surf safe training. If you're a hotelier, we've got a discount for an independent hotel to join AHLA and help be part of the federal advocacy voice as well. So it depends on what you're looking for. But fortunately, we've kind of created we've carved out places within our association for each of those industries to make sure that they get something out of it. And at the end of the day, again, a big point of that is just uniting this entire industry so that the state, the public, everyone kind of understands that we are the second biggest industry in the state of Tennessee. And the only way we're going to continue to do that is to get the support of the public and the, our elected officials to continue to advance the industry. Uh,
2: it's all about connection. Yes, very much so. So it's obviously been a a really successful time, our our tourism era, if you will, for the state of Tennessee. Both of you are on the forefront of of getting the word out about why you should visit Tennessee, why you should visit your respective areas. So what, this being a PR-focused podcast, (laughs) what are some of the PR marketing tactics that you all have found to be most effective in reaching your target audiences?
0: Well, for us, it really is using social media. We are a smaller DMO, so we have to make good use of of all of our funding that we have. So we really lean in hard on that social media to spread the word, working with short reels, TikTok, et cetera, to try to attract that younger demographic. We show our outdoor activities and our laid-back atmosphere in Townsend, and that draws people to us. They're really looking for something more, and we really fit that need we also lean into our PR, thanks to our Fletcher team that we love so much, and use not only journalists but influencers to spread the word about our location. Trying to grow into that younger demographic is one of our top goals for the coming years and serving up content to them that we know really drives and influences them to book trips. Doing some research on what they want and look, look for a destination is how we're mar- uh, modeling our digital programming for the next coming years.
2: Yeah. Our research would definitely suggest that your millennial and Gen Z travelers are the ones to go after right now. Boomers are going to keep traveling, but they kind of already have an idea of the places left on their bucket list or the places that they go every year that they want to continue to go. But the millennial and Gen Z travelers say over and over again that each time they take vacation, they want to go somewhere new try something new, experience something more different. And it's all about the experience. It's less about going to stay at a nice hotel and more about what they can experience while they're there. So yeah, I think that, that you guys have done a really nice job of kind of homing your message in on, on that group specifically.
0: And Allison, I have to say, once again, you left out Gen X. It's like we don't even so- exist. <laughs>
2: You're right. Gen X,
0: you guys. (laughs) The forgotten generation. I get it. I'm okay with that, I guess.
2: My poor Gen X husband (laughs) feels the exact same way. So my apologies to all of our Gen X listeners. I do realize that you also travel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. What about you, Sarah Beth? What tactics are you guys using that you're finding work for your messaging? So we have a different approach just because we have a different audience, obviously. So our audience isn't necessarily the visitor or the traveler. However, we do have a component where we look at informing the general public about the impact of the industry. Because so many people, when they think about tourism, they think about their own experience traveling, getting on the road, going to the beach, you know, doing the things that you do, going to the mountains, going to Dollywood, going to Graceland, you know, all the things that you think about when you think about travel. Our goal is to really put it into perspective that we are an industry that is part of their culture, no matter where they are. So whether they're in rural Wayne County or if they're in downtown Nashville, they see a very different aspect of tourism, but it is still very much a part of their lives and it has a huge impact on them. So ours is really about making sure they're aware of the impact of tourism, of restaurants, of hotels, and then knowing that we're, you know, the number two industry in the state, that our hotels employ almost 150,000 people across the state. So we really want to make people aware of the impact that we have and how we make their lives better. And it's Some of those bad things that you hear about in the news or you see about whether it's traffic or increased pricing at restaurants or things like that, it's so much more than that. And we want to make sure that people see the positive side of the impact in their local communities.
2: It's such an important piece of it because you don't want to make your local community so disillusioned by tourists that they don't support the local tourism industry Mm -hmm. or that they're rude to tourists when they come. So the messaging of helping them understand how it benefits us all and lifts us all up is a really important one.
1: I I can't remember who it was, but I heard a speaker one time say that whenever he was driving around his hometown and he saw an out-of-state license plate Sometimes you have that thought where you're like, oh God, they don't know where they're going and they don't know how to drive here or anything like that. But he always tried to reframe it as, thank you, your tax dollars make it easier for me to live here.
0: Absolutely. Temporary taxpayers is what we like to call them.
1: I love that. That's a good one. (laughs) So,
2: you know, we talk about tourism trends. I've talked about the generation's. All of them, including Gen X, because we are inclusive of all generations <laughs> here on the Misinterpreted Podcast. Uh, but another a big boom that we're seeing in tourism across the country is this outdoor adventure travel, as well as wellness travel, which I do think can go hand in hand. And towns in Tennessee being the peaceful side of the smokies really has a great opportunity to tap into this trend. Uh, So Kim, I know you've touched on it a little bit already, Mm -hmm. but talk a little more about how you guys are capitalizing on what's so great about Townsend already and letting people know that if you want to hop on this outdoor adventure trend, this outdoor travel wellness trend, this is the spot to be.
0: Absolutely. Again, you know, we did talk about this a few minutes ago. It's really and truly about the experience. People are desperate for that unique experience, tired of the same old, same old vacation that they've had year after year. Here in Townsend, you can really immerse yourself into the destination, enjoying our outdoor adventure. Extreme, or if you're like me, intermediate level of outdoor adventure, hiking, biking. We have mountain biking, but you can also ride on the greenway that stretches from one end of town to the next. Just enjoying that time. We have tubing, fishing, and also, you know, people like to search for our famous resident Bigfoot. He's always around. <laughs> you you don't see him very often, but he loves watching our guests enjoy his home. And we also have some really unique events in the area that draw people to us. And just love being a part of those events, either if we're producing those in house or just supporting the ones that are in our area. That's great.
2: So we'll call this question kind of toward the end of the podcast here, kind of the night cap, which is discussing whiskey. Both of you have been heavily involved in the Tennessee Whiskey Trail, uh, Tennessee's vibrant cocktail scene. And most people know about Jack Daniels, but they may not know that there is a ton more in the whiskey scene that has seeped into the tourism industry in the state of Tennessee. Whiskey Month, as I understand it, is coming up in May. Mm-hmm. So if both of you would, would jump in and talk a little bit about how this has really helped push
1: overall tourism numbers up as well. Well, Kim, you go first, because I know that y'all did an economic impact report this year, and the numbers are just staggering. I mean, they're amazing.
0: They were. I was truly humbled to be involved with the creation of the Tennessee Whiskey Trail from the very beginning. And to see how it's grown is is really, really special to me. We have so many wonder, wonderful distilleries in Tennessee, and we needed a way to get the word out. So creating a trail for those whiskey lovers to follow and find those, again, some unique, smaller distilleries in the state was really what drove us. Just like you mentioned, everybody knows Jack Daniels and George Dickel, and they have millions of fans across the U.S. and and in other countries. But we wanted to find a way to let you learn and really just absorb what Tennessee whiskey is. The great thing about it is the distilleries stretch from West Tennessee to East Tennessee, and each region is just so unique. It has so much to offer, and that's what makes our trail special. When you visit Memphis, Tennessee you'll visit old Dominic with Alex Castle and Kelly Fletcher has a girl crush on her. Alex is just (laughs) incredible. Alex is breaking the barriers for females in the industry and putting out some dang good spirits But while you're there, you can also immerse yourself in the Memphis culture of the food and Elvis and B.B. King and everything that makes Memphis a great place to visit. You move on to Middle Tennessee and all that Nashville and their surrounding communities have to offer and drive on into East Tennessee with the Great Smoky Mountains and Dolly. I mean, you don't really need to say anything else. But, you know, we're known for our whiskey, but distilleries are producing much more. They're producing some incredible gins, award-winning vodkas, and then, of course, our tasty moonshine. Mm -hmm. and The trail has experienced some incredible growth with only being around since 2016. So I think it just shows what a great product we have here in Tennessee.
1: And honestly, it was an amazing experience being able to work with the Guild and with Kim. I loved my time with the Tennessee Distillers Guild and the Tennessee Whiskey Trail as a whole. What I love about where I am now, too, is seeing that excitement and the popularity of the Tennessee Whiskey Trail leak into our restaurants and our hotels who are constantly carrying Tennessee products. I mean, they, they've carved out sections of their menu where they host just Tennessee products there so that people who've either been on the Tennessee Whiskey Trail, who want to continue consuming those spirits can, or if they haven't been yet, They see these things and then we've got collateral there. We've got people who can talk about it, encourage them to go out and visit these locations themselves. So I love the partnership that has come out of the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry as a whole, as well as the Tennessee Whiskey Trail.
2: Yeah, you just reminded me of a a great partnership that we saw So two years ago. We we do a media tour in Townsend every year where we invite journalists to come and, and show them everything that Townsend has to offer. So our first year doing it was the first year that Company Distilling was opened in Townsend. The former Jack Daniels Master Distiller, Jeff Arnett, Mm -hmm. um, opened a distillery there in Townsend. I'm not telling either of you anything that you don't already know. (laughs) But for listeners, Company Distilling there in Townsend is a really cool place. So that year, we had the local restaurant... Dancing Bear Appalachian Bistro, pair up with the distillery, Company Distilling. And when our journalists came into town, they did a four course meal and each course was paired with a Company Distilling cocktail that was specially made to complement the dish. And so, yes, you would expect to have a a smoky old fashioned, but there was a Prosecco Mm -hmm. whiskey cocktail that we had with that dinner. And I still think about that cocktail because I never would have put whiskey and Prosecco together. Um, But the beautiful minds of Company Distilling and Dancing Bear Appalachian Bistro created that from, from their cooperation and collaboration. And that's the sort of beauty that comes out when businesses work together.
1: I like that and completely agree. I mean, when I think about some of my all-time favorite meals I've had, it's it's a time when they are pairing the food specifically with mm-hmm. a spirit, a beer, a wine, whatever it is. But we've got just this. I mean, I, I don't know if we're at a hundred yet, but last time I looked, we were at like 80 DSPs across the state, which is the license you need to operate a distillery. And they just keep raising the bar, I guess. Mm-hmm and creating new and better stuff. And I love watching it unfold. And I know Kim and Charity and the team at the Tennessee Whiskey Trail are still just knocking it out of the park.
2: That's great. All right, last question is, what's next? So what's on the horizon for the state's tourism, for Blunt County specifically, for both of your respective roles? You know, what are the next big things that are coming?
0: Well, for us, it's really to grow our destination and allow folks to enjoy all that we have to offer. Our goal in the next couple of years is to really grow our slower months and find ways to bring people to our area during the down period. That's especially important for us and for the businesses that are there. Maybe hopefully finding a winter festival that goes along with our culture and celebrates the season. So we'll be looking for those opportunities just to grow our numbers in the area.
1: Yeah, and I would I would echo that sentiment. Our goal is to continue to enrich lives and communities through hospitality. So we want our hotels, our restaurants, our attractions and destinations to be the best in the world. And for when people to leave Tennessee, that not only they can't wait to come back, but they're also raving about it to everyone they know. So our goals are really to focus on making sure Tennessee as a whole knows about the impact of the industry, that our legislators are are passing laws and, and doing things that are gonna help us advance the industry and then just continue to bring us all together and unify us under a big umbrella so that we can continue to have a great future.
2: Well, you guys are doing something right. Ranking 11th in the nation, drawing in 141 million visitors to the state in 2022 and really creating something special out of a state that has a a whole lot to offer so for our pr listeners i think that there's a lot of expertise to glean from from these two women about the work that they're doing and the messaging that they're getting out that could be applied to brands across the country thank you guys both so much for taking the time to to talk about tourism one of my favorite things to do from the pr side so i really appreciate your time
0: thank you we appreciate you happy to
2: be here thanks for joining us listeners You can follow Fletcher Marketing at Twitter handle FletcherPR. You can also follow our CEO, Kelly Fletcher at the Twitter handle CD Fletcher. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn and use the hashtag Misinterpreted. That's M-S-interpreted to follow along with our topics. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.
0: Thanks for joining us on Misinterpreted, Public Relations Demystified. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at FletcherMarketingPR.com and on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time.